Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversation about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a happier and healthier you. Now here's your host, Randy Boyd. Welcome to this episode of Healing Courageously. Today we're going to talk about turning self-sabotage into self-belief. I'm going to start today talking about Dumbo. Dumbo the elephant, the flying elephant. I don't know how many of you remember him or have even heard of him. That's aging me. That's from Disneyland years ago. I'm kind of just going to read a little bit about what Dumbo is and his story. It says, the crowd waits. Surely he's going to die. Now, you got to remember that Dumbo's sitting on top of a platform, going to dive way down into this little tiny pool, right? And he's got this little mouse on him. That's his pilot, so to speak. So, so it's the crowd waits. Surely he's going to die. How can he survive a dive from such a massive height into a tiny pool of water? But he can fly. Only he doesn't yet believe it. He doesn't yet believe it. He's been shunned all his life as a freak with gigantic ears. Dumbo's about him. He's got these monstrous wing-type ears, okay? He's lost his magic feather and thinks that without it, he can't fly. So all along Dumbo's life, he had this magic feather he, 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 he found. And as long as he had that magic feather, because of his giant ears, he believed he could fly. Timothy the mouse desperately, frantically tells him, It's not the feather, it's you. You can fly. Forget the feather, it's time to die. He falls, the crowd gasps. But just as he's about to splash into the shallow water, Timothy's words come back to him, it's you, Dumbo, not the feather. At last he flies. He doesn't need the feather. Finally, truly believing in himself, he escapes the captive circus. This article is about your escape. This is an article I read on Uncommon Health. He doesn't need the feather. Oh, sorry. How you can disregard magic feathers and believe in yourself. Well, this this is going to be about how you can discard your magic feathers and believe in yourself. You know, self-sabotage is something my wife and I work on and talk with our couples with all the time. And I was a... uh, I was probably an expert at self-sabotage at one point in my life where when things started going good, I just knew they were going to turn bad because growing up as a child being abused, bad equal good and good equal bad. So I was great at self-sabotaging. In fact, I'll start this off by saying in 2004 when I had the affair, it really, my wife hadn't done anything wrong. The only thing wrong that she did is she loved me unconditionally. And I didn't feel that I deserved that kind of love. I didn't think I was worthy of that kind of love because I grew up hearing that and feeling that all the time. So both of us were at a level of success in our life. And she was in real estate. I was in construction. And I just, because she knew I'd been sexually abused, she's the first person that I had ever told I'd been sexually abused. 
I figured, you know what? She's going to leave me for one of these rich real estate guys. I'm dirty. I'm tainted. I'm no good. Blah, 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 blah. blah. So I'm going to jump on the ship before she does because I don't want to feel the pain. Well, little did I know how much pain I was going to feel on that journey. It was not a fun ride for me. But that's when I realized is that self-sabotaging was a big part of my a big part of my life for many years. The reason I didn't do a lot of things I wanted to do. I'm really surprised that I, I became as successful as I did in business. Um, as self-doubting as I was. So we, we got to remember, just like the Dumble believed the only reason he could, he could fly was because he had this magic feather in his hat. Right? When all along, God had given him this gift, this talent, and only given it to him. He had it inside of him. He had it inside of him. He just didn't believe it. He just didn't know it. Right? He'd probably been humiliated all the time as a, as a young elephant. Oh, look at Dumbo with the big ears. He, you know, he's just got them big ears. Look how goofy he looks. You know, so he probably had no, no self-esteem, a lot of self-doubt. But that feather, for some reason, gave him a magic that he needed to become a success and to fly. Once he realized that he and he alone had the power within him to fly, he no longer needed the feather. Oftentimes, we self-sabotage because we let other people take away the belief that we have on ourselves. We let other people influence us to the point where we don't believe in ourselves. They might come to us and say, well, you know, you're never going to make it. Well, matter of fact, it, it, that happened to me as a kid with my with the uh, fire department when I was 18, and I and I got the letter to go take the test for the fire department. My stepfather and mother just pretty much told me I wouldn't pass it, so I listened to them, not even though I was 18, but it'd been so uh, grilled in me that I wasn't worthy of anything that I didn't believe it. I believe what they said, and I never took the test, self-sabotage. So we got to come to a point in our life where we get sick and tired of doing that, where we get sick and tired of believing and having a false belief that if only I had my feather, none of this would happen to me. Right? When all along, that feather represented a power that we actually had inside of us that we believed in. For some reason, some little feather did it for Dumbo, and he could fly. And it worked until it quit working. A lot of things that we learn in life and do in life, they work until it quits working. They're innate survival skills for us. We learn through, through trial and error. Right? And they get us to a certain point in life. And then when they quit working, when God says, okay, it's time to move to the next level, I want you to start believing in yourself. I want you to start, instead of trusting in the feather, I want you to start trusting in me and what I've called you to do. It's you that I believe in. I gave you this gift, Randy. The gift is yours. You received it from me. You don't need anything else. You don't need somebody behind you patting you on the back. You don't need somebody pushing you. You need to believe in yourself because I've given you the gift. Dumble, the first thing he does when he, don't, when he doesn't have his feather, he jumps off a high dive. And right before he hits, 
he lets his wings go, his ears, and he starts flying. God will never, never let us crash. As long as we trust in him, we won't crash. Self-sabotaging. So I would ask you this today. Um, two things. One, what feather are you holding on to? What's the feather that you're holding on to that as long as you got that feather in your, in your hat, in your hand, everything's going to be okay. But even then, I can remember in business one time when all of a sudden business started taking off. And this is before I was in recovery. I mean, I, we were getting busy and I was like, wow, this is awesome. I can remember telling my staff, don't get used to it. What do you mean don't get used to it? The things are going way too good. They're going to crash. I self-prophesied. I self-sabotaged myself. I set myself up to crash, and we crashed. Because I didn't believe, I, as hard as I was working, when all my hard work paid off, I didn't believe still that I deserved it. Self-sabotaging. So we've got to get to a point to where we're, we're willing to let go of whatever, fe whatever feather it is that we're holding on to that we think is making us who we are. Question, the next question, and this is an important question. Who are you listening to? What voice are you listening to? Who is the voice that's telling you you're, you're, you're not worthy of it? Who's the voice that's telling you you're not good enough? Now, as we get older and we move on and, and we, we walk, start walking with God and maybe become a Christian, I don't know where, you, where your, your spiritual life is at, you know, we'll say, well, the devil's telling you, okay? Yeah, he is. What does the devil know better than anything? He knows our past. But the question is really, at this point, before you go there, whose voice are you listening to? Who told you you were stupid? Who told you you couldn't succeed? you got to get honest about this and rigorously honest about Who's the person in your life that says you'll never amount to nothing over and over again? That's the voice you keep hearing. And that's the voice that the devil will remind you of every time you start moving towards success. He doesn't want you to be successful. As long as you're playing in the, devil's, in, the, in the devil's backyard, he's cool. He'll leave us alone. But when we start traveling towards a road of recovery and a very successful life without having to play in his backyard, he'll find a way to trip you up, and then he'll remind you of those voices. It's his voice that's in there. It's recorded. He goes in there and pulls it out of the idiot file that we have in our uh, amygdala in our brain, which holds all of our beliefs from the past. So whose voice is it? And then is it true? Do you have a mentor or a coach that's going to sit there and say, hey, look at it. No, no, you, you got, it's not you. That, that voice is not, you're not stupid. You, you do deserve to have this. Everything's cool. Don't let that voice get you. That's, that's, that's a lie. They lied about you. You deserve everything, all the goodness that the world has to offer you. You've got to believe that. And whatever that is, it's, it's going to be different for everybody. I, you know, I, I guarantee it. But whatever it is, I, I, I believe that voice even, wh whoever it is, that will drive you all to, it, it goes two ways. It'll drive you to be successful because you're going to prove to the world that you're not an idiot, that you're not a failure. 
Somebody asked me when we when we let go of the business in 2011, we made a conscious decision, talked about it, and because of the economy, we let it go. We were fine financially. Randy, do you think that business and, and, and working in construction and building that business to the point you bid it was a, excuse the, 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 the language, but was a screw you to your mom and your father? Your step, not my father, my stepfather, I'm sorry. To my mother and my stepfather. And I never, I never thought about it that way. But my answer was, you know what? I think you're probably right. Because I proved to them that I wasn't a failure. But more than that, I proved to myself that I could be successful. And God took me to that level of success to prove it to, my, to me. Don't let those voices from the past disturb you. Don't let them talk to you. It's not worth it. Believe me. You know, those voices, those negative voices from the past, they usually come from either our parents, bullies in school, and then we got no support at home, coaches and pastors. And, and they only grow stronger as we grow older if we're not surrounded by people that are positive, like-minded, Godly people that are there to build you up, build your self-esteem up, rather than tear you down. We learn how to self-sabotage real early because it gets driven into our heads oftentimes so hard that we're never going to amount to nothing. We start believing in it ourselves. And every time we make a mistake, it's go, well, I guess, I, I guess my, my stepfather or my mother or my father, whoever, I guess they were right. I am worthless. Who's telling you that lie? It's funny because what they don't do is they don't scream as loud as they used to be. In fact, much of uh, they're much more subtle. Here, here's here's what my, my pastor Obed told me one day about five years ago. There thereabouts, he says, "You know, Randy, he's talking to me about ministry. He goes, where you going in ministry and in this church and where your life is headed?" He goes. The enemy's going to find the smallest crack he can in your armor. The smallest crack he can find. And he'll figure out a way to weasel his way through there. And when he does, or if you allow him in, it's going to be war like you've never experienced before. And, and, I, and I'm grateful that my pastor told me that because that's happened to me. Several times that's happened to me. It's been... Um, Real subtle things that come in, and I don't even realize it's happening. But what happens is if the thought comes in for a second, and I, and I grab onto that thought, right? If I start entertaining that thought, then before I know it, it's taking me down a rabbit hole of shame that I, I struggle to get out of. But I'm realizing now, 16 years into recovery, and that, hey, that's not true. I listen to what God has to say about me. I listen to what my wife says about me. I still need support. Sometimes I still need those pats on the back, pats I never got as a kid. I mean, I've, I've gone to bed some, some nights, and you know, I think sometimes if you don't pray for covering at nighttime, uh, I've been fine the night before, and I wake up in the morning, it's like, holy gosh almighty, what happened to me? How come I'm all suddenly feeling this way? I was fine yesterday. I've had a great week. Everything's been going good. And those voices kick in. But honestly, I think, you know, again, it's, it's the enemy. And 
he's learning uh, as I've learned how to ward it off. And that I, I work really hard on not allowing those thoughts to come in. And if I do, my, I let my wife know, and she asks if there's anything she can do to help me. Sometimes there is, sometimes there's not. Sometimes I just got to work through them because I know where they're coming from, and I just got to work on my own mind and get that old, old way of thinking out of there. Here's the reality of it. Here's the entire reality right here. Nobody, nobody can make you feel inferior without your consent. How often do you have people tell you, well, if you wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't have done that. It's all because of you I feel this way, that you've ruined my life. But man, I probably should have never had kids. And they, I mean, those are hurtful words. But don't give them the consent to hurt you like that. And it's hard, especially when you're growing up as kids, because they're your parents, they're your coaches, they're your pastor, whoever. Those are the stingy ones. You don't have, you don't have no safe place to go and, and say, hey, you're going to be okay. Don't, don't listen to what those people say. Nobody can make you do or say anything or feel anything you don't give consent to. And you say, well, you made me feel pretty inferior. No, you gave them the op you you gave you consented to them. You gave them the consent to make you feel that way. Take your power back. Take your power back. Just because you might have played host to them in the past doesn't mean you gotta continue doing it. They don't have an open invitation to keep abusing you. As adults, a lot of times, the people we work with, they're constantly abused by people, and they're allowing it to happen. And the hardest thing for these people to do is to break ties with the people that are abusing them. They know it's toxic. They know they can't. They shouldn't be with them. But they have a hard time breaking off. So what are some of these self-sabotaging thoughts? Something like, uh, can I really do this? Well, wait a minute. Can I really, can I really be a pastor? Can I really write a book? Can I do this? Yeah. Yeah. You can. Instead of can I do this, say I'm going to do this. I'm going to write my book. I'm going to start a, start a podcast. I'm going to be a pastor. My pastor planted the seed in me and... I wasn't all over him, but I stayed on top of it with him because I wanted to be a pastor. Nobody told me I couldn't. I don't hang around those people anymore. Not, not at all. I don't tolerate them one bit. Anyone wants to tell, talk to me in that negative way, it's like, sorry. I disagree with you, and I can do whatever I want to do. Other people are better, smarter, more worthy than me. Is this really true? Other people are better, smarter, and more worthy than me. Is that really, really true? Listen to me. Listen to me loud and clear. Just because someone has letters behind their name doesn't mean that they're smarter than you. Well, actually, it could mean they're smarter than you because they, that's how they got the letters. But it doesn't mean they're better than you. And really, it doesn't, it doesn't mean they're smarter than you. 
you know, they're not smarter. You know, is that true? How do you know that? Because they can talk a talk. The real, the real, the real tr uh, test comes in is when they, on their character, is when they can walk that talk. I know a lot of people with big degrees that, in my opinion, how they got them, I'll never know. When I was a contractor, I knew people without licenses that were better than half the people that had a license. So we can't assume that people are better and smarter than us because they have a prestigious job or they got these titles and letters behind their name. In my case, who called me to this? I got some letters behind my name, but that's, that's what I got. It's what I earned. It's not who I am. God called me to this. He gave me this gift. I didn't just take it on. He called me to it. I have to believe it. If God called me to it, he's going to get me through it. What will other people think if I do or say this? I had people when I was walking away from my business in 2011, and I was making, it was a six-figure job, and it was, it, was, it was a healthy job, but the economy took a dive, and I wasn't going to lose all of our money, and what are you going to do for money, Randy? I said, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to put it in God's hands. I said, it's going to work out because God's in control. I'm not. It was a hard decision to make, and I had people looking at me like, who, what? Are you crazy? Hey, it's all worked out for me. I mean, there's a lot of things in my life still today that I didn't lose when I lost that business. I lost a lot of things that I'm happy that I lost. Stress, sleepless nights, rude, rude, and, and, and rude people and, and crude people. And I'm a lot freer. I'm a lot happier. I gained a lot more than I lost. It's not, it's not about money all the time. I can't risk failure. To not attempt something in and of itself is failure. I can't risk failure. I got too much to lose. Well, then you then you fail. That's the only, that's the only thing that, you know, I don't like to look at, at failure and mistakes. I don't but the only time I believe that a person will fail is that they don't even try because they're afraid of something, because they don't feel they can do it. If you got the support behind you, there's been a lot of things that I've walked into in the last, since 2011, right? My book was one of them. If it wouldn't have been for the people behind me pushing me, I, probably, I don't know that I would have done it, but I had people believing in me. So I say, if they believe in me, then I got to believe in myself. My book turned into a number one international best-selling book and number one in five mental health categories. If people are believing in me, I got to believe in myself. <laughs> Success is for others, but not for someone like you. Who told you that? Again, is that true? Who told you success isn't for you? And what? Define success to yourself. Don't let the world just define success to you. Don't let, uh, don't let your parents, your grandparents, don't let anybody de define success to you. What is success to you? What does that mean? I mean, really, really think about it and do some deep soul searching. What is being successful to me? What does that mean?
It's not always about money. It's not always about status. It's not always about owning a, a huge multi-million dollar corporation. I've, I've been there. I've, I've been there. That's not success. I mean, it's success on one level, but the success that, I, that I'm enjoying more than anything is the success I have in recovery as a healthy father and a healthy husband and grandfather. That's success to me. Helping people, walking with God, helping people out of the darkness and pulling them into the light with them. That's success to me. So how do you go about changing? Okay. First we go to Romans 12.2. Romans 12.2 says this. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, which I did for 30-some years of my life, almost 40 years of my life, conforming to the patterns of the world, the patterns that my stepfather and mother instilled in me, the patterns that, 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 that people in the world that I looked up to instilled in me. Do not transform, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, transform and, 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 and renewing, right? Those are both action words, okay? We need to pray. We need to trust God. But I can tell you right now, it's not just going to change. You can't just pray a changing and a renewing of your mind. How did you learn all the stuff that you've learned right now? And how many years did it take you to learn it? You learn it by taking the action of other people. You follow what other people did, and you went about it. You tweaked it a little bit for yourself, but you took action to learn certain things. So now what we need to do is we need to renew that mind. When that thought comes up, you're worthless. See, there you go. You'll never be perfect. You're always going to make mistakes. No, I'm not. That's not true. That's a lie. I'm not worthless. I'm worthy of everything this world has to offer to me. And we need people to surround us that are going to help us do that. Pat you on the back. Not co-sign you, but pat you on the back. Say, you're okay. I love you. You're enough. It takes action to make the changes we need. We want to turn our words into action. A lot of people... Hey, I promise I'm never going to do this again. I'm not going to drink no more. I'm not going to beat you no more. Mom, I promise, I promise. Only do a week later to do it again. And our, and, our, and our words become useless to people. Don't I don't want to hear your words. My wife will even tell you that it was Randy's feet that I started watching. That's when I really, really started diving into her own recovery. Look at... um. A transform in a metaphorical sense. First, First Corinthians three eighteen says, "Let no one deceive himself. Let no one deceive himself. If any anyone among you seems wise in age, let him become a fool that he may become wise." Now look, at, don't deceive yourself. A lot of people think they know everything, and, and I was one of them, and, and, and I don't. And here's what I often ask people that we work with. And, and they kind of look at me like, whoa, what are you talking about? Are you willing to forget everything you've learned in life up to now for a short period of time? Are you willing to forget what you've learned in life up to now for a short period of time? Because it hasn't worked. It has to a point. It's, it's got you to where you're at. You've done everything perfectly in life because you're right here. But you almost have to become unwilling. You have to become willing to become a fool in order to gain the true wisdom that God's got for you. 
Let that one sink in for a while. And this change is, is like, it's, it's like a butterfly. We, there's stages we're going to go through. Now, the butterfly, the first thing he is, is he's an egg, right? And then he turns into a caterpillar. And so right now, you, you know, you're, you're probably in that caterpillar stage, just kind of wandering, eating, eating plants of different sorts. You're, you know, you're on the ground, whatever, whatever that looks like. Then all of a sudden, you've been eating all this stuff of the world, and it's not working no more, so you quit working. We quit eating. What you're eating, the words of the world, the words of, of, of unwise people, it, it quit working, so you quit eating that. And that's when you turn into a pupa, a cocoon. And while you're in that cocoon, you go through a metamorphosis. You change from that caterpillar into a beautiful butterfly. But here's the deal. I don't know if you're aware of this, but how many of you have seen a butterfly come out of its cocoon and gone down to try to help it, and then it dies? See, that struggle coming out of the cocoon is life is a life for the butterfly. That struggle is what gets all of its heart, its, 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 its internal organs going. It gets all of its blood flowing. It pushes, the, it pushes the blood through the wings. He needs to struggle in order to, to come out like that beautiful butterfly. He, his wings need to be dried. His wings need to get all the fluids up in them. So we have to let that, that butterfly struggle in order to become the beautiful butterfly that God created it to be. It's the same thing in recovery, the same thing from transforming your mind. You're entering this world where all of a sudden it's like, this ain't working for me no more. I can't eat this food no more. And so you go kind of stagnant, right? Quit eating, and then pretty soon, you know, you, you decide, okay, I'm stagnant, and maybe I need to do something else. So you enter the world of, Let's just say recovery. And when I'm talking about recovery, I'm not talking about drugs and alcohol. That, that's what not, recovery is. It's far more than that. And during that, during that metamorphosis, metamorphosis period, which can last in anywhere from two weeks to two years for a butterfly, okay? And it's going to be a lifetime for us because that butterfly will, 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 will come out, will fly, will lay its eggs and die, and it repeats all over again. So we're going to live. And so it's a constant, a constant renewing of our mind almost on a daily basis. But as we're going through that early stage process, it takes a lot of work and it hurts. It's scary. It's painful. And that's okay. I, we can't pull you out of it. All I can do is, is, is hold your hand and walk with you through it. So you're going to be okay. Yeah, okay, you feel this way. That's great. It's okay. You're going to be all right. I promise you, it's going to get better as you go. And then there's several stages along the way where all of a sudden you feel like you're flying like a butterfly. And then you go through the cycle again because something else comes up. So we've got to be patient with yourself through all of this. So, Remember that self-belief is learnable. You can relearn to believe in yourself. And again, you have a strong sponsor or mentor or coach right next to you. Right? That's going to coach you through this. Say, you can do it. It's okay. You were scared. 
if you have a if you have an issue, you want to be there with that sponsor or that, that mentor or that coach, and they can walk you through the process to support you. You want to have a good accountability team around you that are going to be there to support you, lift you up when you're scared. Okay, because you're entering into a whole new world, and it can't be scary. You got to deal with the inner voice. Don't don't whose voice is that? You can't lie to me anymore. I'm not listening to you. Because the enemy is the one that's going to keep pulling it up. Because what he knows, he doesn't know your future. He knows your past better than anything. He'll be glad to pull up some of your mistakes, some of your worst mistakes, and make you and remind you of them so you start feeling shameful again, so that you quit, maybe go back into drugs or alcohol, whatever it is. He'll be happy to do that for us. And we just got to fight him off. We got to let God fight him. Flip your weakness into a strength. And don't start with something monstrous. Start down low. Set your set your, your goals high. But what's one of your smallest weaknesses? Turn it into a strength. I, I tell you, when I was in high school, I, I didn't I, I was in the back of the class hiding. I don't want to be called on because I felt so much shame. And something happened when I got in recovery and I was in AA meetings and I'm in the front of I'm, I'm in the front of the room. I'm exposing myself. I did what I didn't want to do because I didn't want to keep doing what I was doing. Sometimes we've got to do what we don't want to do to get to where we want to go. Develop your superpowers. Yeah, you have superpowers. Prime your mind with positive words before you start each day. Get a list of affirmations and have it next to your bed or have it on the mirror in your bathroom, whatever you got to do. And go over it. And keep it in your mind. Go over it a couple of times a day if you have to. Write a, write a list uh, of characteristics. Whether you believe you have them or not. So write a list of, character, of characteristics that you want to have. Whether you have them or not, write this list out, right? And, and repeat them over and over. Words like, I am strong. I am. I'm strong. I'm dignified, I'm calm, I'm intelligent, I'm funny, I'm generous, I'm generous, not just monetarily, but more importantly, with your time, you're generous. My, my time that I give to people is, is if, if, if I, I honestly believe this, and I say this very humbly, I probably got a million dollars in the bank of heaven because of the time that I give people over the last 15 years. I'm not... I'm not stingy with my time. I learned early on, you got to give it away to keep it. I'm gonna, I, I, my life has gotten too good, so I don't want to try anything different. You gotta be, I'm witty, charismatic, and spiritual. They're approachable, determined, lovable, worthy. I am enough, not more than or less than, but you have enough. Find uplifting people to hang out with. That's really important. Create a powerful vision for yourself. Set the long-term vision with little short-term visions in between. And don't beat yourself up if you miss one. It's okay. Just pick up and keep going. Believe me, I've done it many a time. And the hardest of all, I talked about it earlier, 
Just quit taking everything so personally. Here's a real simple example. You're driving down the road on a Sunday afternoon, you and your wife, maybe yeah, I mean, just beautiful day out, you're enjoying the you're doing the speed limit, you know, everything's cool, traffic's flowing nice, and you got some guy that comes up behind you, he's riding your bumper, he's just hitting the horn hard. You can't go into work because there's some traffic, but he keeps on laying on the horn, and all of a sudden he zips behind you, zips past you, and then cuts you off, flipping you the bird. You think that really had anything to do with you? I mean, in the past, what I would do is I'd go, oh, you want to start this game? Okay, Bubba. You don't know who you're playing with. I don't do it no more. What happened before that person left the house in the morning? Did he get a bad report? Maybe his wife's been in the hospital and maybe she was going to die. Maybe he, was, maybe he was just upset about that and rushing to the hospital. Did his kid get thrown in jail? Did he lose his job? We, we don't know what happened to that person. But the reality is, he wasn't mad at you. Why should he be mad at you? But yet we want to take it personal. Don't take it personal. It ain't about you. You're not all that, believe me. I, I found out the hard way. Remember, the change is possible, everyone. It, it really is. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy because it's not. But it's going to be worth it. I promise you that. We have to remember that we've quite possibly been stuck in a self-sabotaging state of mind for 10, 20, 30 or more years. So it's going to take time. And I want you to understand something. People, you know, we start talking about, I don't go around thinking that stuff. I don't do that. I go, no, I know you don't. You're not consciously thinking about this. Is that a subconscious level? You don't even know you're doing it. It's just become habit. You don't even know you're doing it. And you don't, you won't until it's pointed out to you in a loving way. To you sit down with a coach or a mentor and they, they sit there and they explain to you, hey, what are you doing? And you start talking about your life. And all of a sudden you go, man, no wonder. Yeah, now I see it. Now we got to change it. You gotta change it with the help of a coach or a mentor. Be patient with yourself more, more than anything. Be patient with yourself and be persistent. If you trip, get right back up and pick up where you left off. Okay? You can do this. I promise you, you can do it, and it's gonna be worth it. So find yourself a good mentor or a coach or a sponsor. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. You're not alone in, in the way you might feel. If you want to find out more about what I do, my coaching services, you can check out changeyourlifestory.com, changeyourlifestory.com, uh, our webpage, or changeyourlifestorynow.com. All right, there's my brain, brain dead again. What else do? Anyway, there's a contact form on there. Just fill it out, send it to me, let me know what you're, what you're looking for, what you want to talk about. I will get back to you right away. Usually within a day, if that, it's probably less, and then uh, figure out what, what you want to do, and if I can help you, great. And we can start a, a journey for you to get you back on uh, believing in yourself. You can also check out our website, CourageousHealers.org. That's my foundation. We help men and their families heal from the scars of sexual abuse, and we do work with women as well, but it's mostly the men. You can check out my book, Healing the Wounded Child Within, on Amazon. 
It's on Kindle, Audible, and on Paperbook. And I have my uh, seven-day challenge, which is a, a workbook with uh, for, that goes with Change Your Life Story Now. I'm sorry. Slow down. My workbook is a seven-day challenge, which goes with Healing the Real Child Within. It's on Amazon also, in paperback. And my 30-day devotional to wholeness is on Amazon as well, and it's on Kindle and on paperback. And that's really a good uh, devotional for, for uh, couples to read together. And there's some contemplative questions at the end of each devotional that you can sit and answer and talk about. It'll start some dialogue with you. So thanks for joining me on this episode. I hope wherever you're at, you're having a, a good day, a good evening, a good morning, wherever you might be. Remember that if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. More importantly, God does. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. <laughs>